This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Right, all right. There he is. How you feeling, my man, on a, a beautiful Tuesday? Feeling great, oh. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, walk us through, educate us on this whole thing with the NCAA and the probation. Um, how does it affect the program? Well, I mean, listen, we're, we're in a new era, right, because of NIL. And I think, you know, the NCAA is uh, trying to flex its muscle a little bit in the NIL world. And naturally, they picked on John Ruiz because uh, – He's the most outspoken when it comes to it, right? He celebrated the uh, Nigel Pack deal. He, he celebrated the uh, Cavender twins and others. So I think in a lot of ways, the NCAA uh, probably put a target on his back. Hey, we got we to gotta punish Miami in some way, shape, or form. It's Miami anyway. So right, gotta right. But, but let's get this brash booster, right, who's, who's forking over tens of millions of dollars to, uh, to help Miami and make an example of them. And uh, the reality is, I don't know what this honestly means because I don't know how much teeth the NCAA really has in the long run. Um, first of all, before any of these new this, – this happened, this dinner with the Cavender Twins happened before there were any NCAA rules in place for NIL. So that's part of the reason why they went easy on Miami because really what, what, what are they going to enforce? There were no rules to enforce other than attempting to – uh, say that he he helped coerce them into coming to Miami with NIL deals. Um, so you could say they're on probation, that we're watching you. I mean, that's basically what probation is, right? We're watching you, you screw up again, and we're going to hit you with something. But the reality is I don't know what penalties the NCAA is really ever going to be able to hand down because the moment somebody like John Ruiz or somebody else decides to take them to court, Supreme Court's on the side of the players. You want They want them to make money. And so how do you sort of prove inducement um, when it comes to recruiting? And that's really the fundamental issue here with all this. So to break it all down for, for you, oh, and explain the whole thing, I think it's much ado about nothing uh, other than the fact that this is the first time the NCAA has tried to pass down legislation. In the end, it's chump change to to charge Miami. And, and Katie Myers served her three-game suspension. People serve suspensions all the time. Coaches serve suspensions. Uh, it's kind of like a slap on the wrist. And I don't know where we go from here because I don't know that the be ready to fight kind of as it needs to fight against NL. All right, we got uh, spring football coming up. Uh, not that I think this is any kind of uh, determination of what kind of team you're going to be or anything like that. Uh, but what are we looking for in, in spring football? Well, obviously, you have the new systems that are being put in place. For Get to know these players. You know, you have a lot of turnover on the coaching staff. Uh, you know, you, you need to hire a receivers coach still. That hasn't been finalized. Uh, you need to get uh, potentially another defensive assistant, whether Mario decides to make that a guy like Jason Taylor uh, as defensive line coach. Or, uh, or he hires uh, DVD to, to work in the secondary. Um, you know, there, there's a chance Joe Salavea, who, who's uh, Miami's defensive line coach at the moment, I know you interviewed for a job last week with the NFL, with the Lions, didn't get it. He could potentially be leaving still at some point. 
so you have a lot of turnover in different coaching positions. So there's a, there's a lot going on, man. Uh, you know, in, in the roster turnover, you got 23 new guys on, on the field here for spring football, eight transfers, 15 high school recruits. You have guys coming off surgery, uh, you know, and, and, and are being held out after after getting banged up during the football season. So there's a lot to watch. Uh, I put together the uh, the five storylines for the athletic today, kind of the five things I'll be watching. As far as the football is concerned, I think wide receiver, cornerback, those are the two areas where you look at and you say, okay, Miami needs people to step up in those places big time. And uh, I think ultimately, you know, from a football perspective, looking for individuals who shines, et cetera, that's what I'll be looking for when the spring game comes what along. What specific uh, April 14th. names are you looking for at wide receiver? Yeah, I think Colby Young, you know, he uh, he's a guy who came on strong at the, at the midway point of last season. Uh, you know, big physical receiver. Uh, I know he I know he was clocked running uh, over 21 miles an hour. He was just as fast as Jacoby George and uh, Brashard Smith and some of the other receivers Miami has. But can he be a consistent downfield threat? Can he be somebody that Tyler Van Dyke, when he's protected, uh, can throw the football to down the field and, and help stretch defenses out. That was a major problem for Miami last year. They, they didn't have many very explosive plays. It was They needed long, time-consuming drives to get into the end zone. Um, they weren't very good at running the football. This is supposed to open up the offense, and and but it, if, if Tyler Van Dyke doesn't have guys he can throw the ball to, that's a concern. And let's not forget, Will Mallory is gone. He was your leading receiver. He was your tight end. You got to replace that guy as well. Elijah Royal has to prove he can stay healthy. You have Jaleel Skinner coming back for his second year. They've got talent at those positions, though, but you need guys to step up and show you that they can actually make the plays consistently and be counted on. And so... I think receiver and cornerback, those are the two big ones. You have to replace both starting cornerbacks as well. So uh, do they have a true number one corner? I don't know. I, I don't think yeah, so. None of, none of us even know. Yeah, we, they yeah. Don't even, we don't even know if they have a number one wide receiver. Right, All right. I mean, I would think that Colby Young is positioned to be that guy. But, right, but he hasn't uh, proven that. Yeah, right. he's got to prove it consistently. And, and uh, so a lot, a lot to sort of prove at those two spots, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm w- I'm with you there. And here's the other thing that I, you got to look for. Okay, new offense. Okay, how do you handle Ky- Tyler Van Dyke now? Yeah, uh, does he play? Does he? Pl- did you figure out how he needs to play? So you can. So if you're gonna bring him back, or you're gonna ask him to come back. Well, then make sure you put him in a position to be successful. And I think that that's one thing I would like to see this, you know, in, 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 in this spring practice that at least to me, not a lot of things matter that much in the big picture, Yeah. but you'd like to see a quarterback that at least is comfortable in the system that you're installing. Right. And I think he will be, I mean, Tyler really thrived, uh, you know, being in, in the spread offense uh, when he had Charleston Rambo to throw the ball to downfield, when he had a guy like Mike Harley, who was pretty consistent throughout career, his career and finished as Miami's all time receptions leader before he left. You know, you just you, you need guys to be healthy. Xavier Restrepo, you know, losing him last season. You, you want to see him have that chemistry with Tyler Van Dyke. They were supposed to be a big time pairing. They hardly played together because both of them were banged up throughout the year. So to me, all of that. Uh, are, are signs that when you come out of spring football, you want to feel better about those things. I agree with you. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. It's um. All right. You talked about the coaching hires. So that's still going on. But is it a, is it a productive thing for Mario not to have them already filled with football activities already going on like the spring, like the spring game? 
Well, I mean, ideally, you would love to have uh, everything squared away. But as I told you many times before, oh, I mean, the, the NFL, right, those openings happen uh, after the season. Guys end up switching jobs. And, and so, you know, it happened to the Florida Gators. They lost their defensive coordinator, what, two weeks ago? Um, pe- people are switching jobs. You know, the calendar is kind of messed up in the sense that it's not on the same page. You know, the, the, the hurricane season ended, what, in November? Uh, they never played in a bowl game. It feels like it's been an eternity, but the reality is the NFL season just ended a couple weeks ago, and you know people are still shuffling around. You saw Eric Bieniemy obviously went to the Washington uh, Commanders, so you know big time people are still switching positions, and that affects. There's a domino effect with it all. So I think ideally you would love to have it, but as I mentioned to you before, you know Mario Cristobal really didn't finalize his coaching staff until the first day of fall practice last year. We didn't know if he was going to be making a, a switch with his tight ends coach. Stephen Field ends up getting a contract, I think, literally the, the first day of practice. Uh, so, I mean, I think things can go up all the way until the start of fall practice. Um, you know, the springtime, it's still a major time of transition, especially now with the transfer window, um, you know, being open after spring football. You're going to see a player movement. You're going to see guys leave. You're going to see Miami look to add guys. So I, I feel like what we're used to as far as the calendar, you know, going into spring football and saying, okay, this is our team. This is These are our coaches. It, it's one of those things that remains fluid, and it's just something I think as fans you have to get accustomed to now that, you know, you, you're really not set until probably that first week of fall practice. Where does Jason Taylor stand? And what have you heard behind the scenes? Have you heard anything behind the scenes on his coaching? Because I'm wondering, you have an opportunity there. He has an opportunity to be promoted. There's a a former Hall of Famer. There's a current Hall of Famer, I'm sorry. A guy had some success coaching at the high school level. Definitely can help you out in recruiting. What's the deal with Jason Taylor and how come he hasn't moved up already? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting situation with JT. I think part of him being involved uh, with the with the Hurricanes and, and, and doing sort of the college schedule last year, he, you know, he just got married, had another child. I think from, from a schedule standpoint, being a defensive analyst was, was family friendly. You know, it, it's kind of like you can still – uh, go home and you don't have to be out on the trail recruiting. You don't have to be away from your family. Um, okay. That's the challenge for a lot of these guys, you know, um, and, and whether or not uh, you, you really want, how deeply involved do you want to be? Mario, you know, let's face it. He's a slave driver when, when it comes to recruiting and everything else, yeah, uh, no, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of guys. That, and, and I would say this with Jason Taylor too. I think NFL teams, you know, that's a consideration as well, right? NFL teams could probably put him in. You don't have to go recruiting when you go work in the NFL, right? Right. Uh, So, and I think he's an asset uh, in that regard as well. So it's just a matter of, you know, can you make the money? Can you make the the schedule? Can you make everything fit around a guy like Jason Taylor to take on a college job? And and how bad does he really want it? Does he really need to? I mean, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, This would have to be a passion project for him more than anything else. The same way it is for guys like Patrick Sertan, right, who who coached high schools for many years and and joined Florida State staff. Once once you're a professional and you make a lot of money and you're a Hall of Famer or Pro Bowl or whatever, it's like it really comes down to how much do you really want to do it. Uh, You you, you remember this movie called Johnny Be Good from uh, Michael Hall back in the day (laughs) that he was a a star quarterback and – and he's making the tour and going all around and all that. And I think you know where I'm going. 
So are we following the Johnny B. Good of modern day and Prentice Nolan now? Is that, is that, is that what we got to do now? <laughs> he'll be, uh, he'll be all over the, uh, the country. Oh, uh, visiting different, different college programs. He's definitely somebody that I think is very high up, uh, Miami's list as far as quarterbacks and who they want. Uh, you know, I know he was at the Under Armour combine last weekend in Atlanta. Grace Rainer, who covers, uh, Clemson recruiting for us was, was there at the event and I heard really, really well. Uh, you know, I had the feature story on him did in the he, athletic did he sleep. Did he sleep with the Dean's wife on the 50 yard line. Like Johnny. <laughs> <Peter>. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he needs to. I'm sure he's probably got plenty of, uh, of, of, of people interested in him at the high school level. I mean, he's people his age, but, uh, you know, Prentice is, uh, listen, man, he's, he's a really good player. And, and I, and I would love for, uh, Miami to, to end up getting a commitment from him. I think he'd be, uh, the kind of uh, talent in today's game, running a spread offense, being a, a diverse dual threat kind of quarterback, a, a guy who I think a lot of players uh, like playing with. Um, and, and you know, those are the kind of guys you need uh, if you're going to take Miami to the next level. So you, you believe he's the guy? Well, I think he's one of the guys. I mean, they, look, in, in today's game, you've got to recruit all the way up until signing day. Right? right, you could have a guy committed, and then Deion Sanders comes in. It's now, nah, bro, come with me. That happened. Have Deion hasn't called him. I asked him. I said, "Is Deion called you?" He said, "No," but he could be watching this show right. Deion could be watching this show right now and getting tipped off, and uh, you know. Oh no, Deion definitely watches this show. He tells <laughs> me that all the time. Yeah. He loves this show. He's got his toe dipped into this show. <laughs> yeah, his toe. <laughs> the, the ones that are left. The ones but that anyway, are left. Right? Yeah, the ones that are left. He's got them dipped into the show. All right. So, all right. So, how how long is this tour going on? So, we we what do we we're waiting to what like December or something? When does he make no, his decision? No, I think I think you know. Look, he's going to take um, all these unofficial. This is unofficial visit season. Right. Like all of these kids, they get in the they get in the van, they start driving around the colleges for several weeks in between seven on seven games or with their seven on seven teams. Like last year when I was with the South Florida Express, I went out to USC and UCLA and did the tour. I got to experience what it's like. I mean, you basically get free food and you hang out and you meet the coaches and talk to them for, you know, six, seven hours. So every one of these kids is going to do that. Miami will have their big junior day on March 4th. Uh, Prentice will be at Miami on the 23rd. He'll get his tour then. Uh, you know, meeting meeting the new offensive coordinator in terms of in person and being on campus, etc. So uh, all that will happen then. And uh, look, it, it, he'll, he'll be everywhere. And, and there won't be a decision, I think, until after he'd like to do it before his first game is, as a senior. So probably August is my guess at the earliest. But even then, he could wait to announce it later in the year because he wants to go visit schools during the season to see what it's like the on campus, right? How many fans are in the stands? Uh, Miami. Oh, no, 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 that. don't do that. No, 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 Francis, no. <laughs> no. Don't you... measure us that way, please. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> oh, God. All right. Uh, what, what do you got working? What are you working on in the athletics so folks can check you out, my man? 
Well, I did put out the uh, five storylines to watch here for the start of spring football for Miami uh, earlier today. I have some uh, recruiting projects I'm working on. You know, people ask me all the time. They want a, a sort of uh, geographic breakdown. Where, where does this school get their players? Where does that school get their players? Why do they have success there, et cetera? So I'm working on a sort of a long-term project here. Stuff will, stuff will go out in the middle of March. We're doing a lot of research and stuff on that, on, uh, on where players come from. And uh, th- there's plenty more stories, man. I got features. I've, I've interviewed so many guys. Cole Heinrich, I just met. He's a uh, he's an unranked uh, tight end out of Cardinal Gibbons, 6'4", 230 pounds. I watched him play this this uh, past weekend in, uh, in a seven-on-seven here up in Pompano Beach. Really good player. Um, I-, I watched Chris Ewald. He's a 2025 uh, cornerback who, who covers uh, the two stud receivers at Hollywood Chaminade. He's their teammate. He's already committed to Michigan. I'm getting to get to know kind of like what you do when you go to, uh, you know, senior bowl and watch all these guys. I get a chance to do this offseason stuff where I'm watching these guys and and talking to them one on one so much better than during in season, you know, and and, uh, to me, you really get to to know these guys a little bit. So it's just I'll have plenty of stories on recruiting and, and the Canes and everything else. And again. Spring football starts uh, Saturday this weekend. Thursday, I'll be in uh, Bradenton IMG Academy. They have their uh, combine. Sunday, I'll be in Orlando for an Under Armour camp. So I'll be all over the place. So I'm, it's, a, it's a busy season. I finally get a vacation week. I think it's March 20 to the 24th. I'll be in, in Universal Studios with my family for a week. But outside of that, man, I'll be busy. He's like Sagua Fair. He's everywhere. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work there at The Athletic. Better yet, subscribe like I do and many others. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, as always. Anytime. I'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro, Canesware, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Remember, they got anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. And you can order, if you're out of town, you can go to Canesware.com. You order over $99, you will get free shipping, and it'll you will easily go over $99 because the place is addictive. You're just going to find, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. Love that place. Enter Miami gear. They've got Miami Heat gear, Miami Dolphins, the Marlins, Panthers, and then, of course, anything and everything pretty much with a Canes logo. Go see Brett, Jeff, all the great people out there. 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Go to caneswear.com.